Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Art of Being You with your host, Dr. Nancy Haynes. And I am so excited to present today's topic, uh, which is very uh, interesting for the times that we are in. But the topic that we have is people not feeling like they are seen or heard. And one of the main reasons is now looking back during these times, what's happening is there is um, chaos and uh, disruption going on in the U.S. today and all the riots that are going on and the protesting and a lot of that really brought up a lot of conversation and which I thought was fitting for us to have um, this conversation and this topic and it's it's something that just started um, a couple weeks ago with um, I was in a mastermind with a uh, a group and it's a global group so it's different uh people from around the world uh we had philippines we had hungary uh uk obviously uae um usa and i can't remember what other countries were there but um what happened was as i as i look at all the situations that are going on a lot of the times the reasons why we do the things that we do are because we don't feel heard or we don't feel seen. And so one thing, um, and I'll give you, and this is not just with the political stuff that's going on now, nothing of that nature. What I'm talking about is even at home, at work, uh, where I can give you great examples with, you know, with clients that are facing it um, at work. And this is just even through Zoom calls Uh, that they have the meetings and when, you know, there's somebody else there that's overpowering the conversation and, you know, others want to get their opinion in and even though they say something, they're not necessarily um, heard. So what, and in this, and I know last week's topic was about um, using your voice and the tips that I shared with that, but this time is not being heard and not being seen. And so that's something that, why do we do that? And and it, it was fantastic when it came to the mastermind because as somebody was talking and I noticed it in myself because now everything is like on the surface, I noticed it even in myself. As somebody was talking about their situation that was going on in their country and the difficulties that they were facing, I started thinking about, oh gosh, what am I going to say? Um, what do I, how do I feel about, you know, certain topics? And I started kind of dozing off and trying to figure out, well, when it's my turn, what am I going to say? And for a second, I just immediately stopped and I thought, oh my gosh, this is why there's so much unrest going on. It's because when we're listening to somebody else, we're not really actively listening. We are listening to respond. We are listening with a condition of, okay, I'll listen to that if it interests me. Um, does that affect me? Not really. Okay. Then, and then you just kind of go on with your, with your thoughts. And so I stopped 
everything. And then I just said, I'm going to be present. I'm going to genuinely active, be active in, in listening to what each person is saying. So I sat in the room, I closed the door and I just, for a second, I just shut my eyes so that I could listen to what they were saying and their pain. And you know, you realize when you're actively listening to somebody. And when I say active listening, I mean, there's no condition for you to be listening. Um, what happened was I started connecting with them on a much deeper level as, as they were talking about their, a difficulty they faced immediately. There were certain things that I thought, oh my gosh, that relates to me too. When this and this was happening. So, but you, you're, creating a connection as you're listening and points that you think, Ooh, you know, I never thought about that. And so it's awareness as well. So awareness and connection come with active listening. And it was very interesting because once I knew, once I was hearing the story after story, I have never felt as connected to truly feel like I'm listening because I want to understand you. I am giving you this time. You have the mic. I want to listen to your pain, your story, and understand it. And so when that kind of came to mind, and it was, you know, there was like five or six people that went before me, but it was so different because when it came to my turn, I was able to um, be very vulnerable and raw and because I was listening to them in such a way that I knew that the story that I was going to share, they were going to connect with because they had already shared their story. And so when it came to me, and that is something that I really, 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 I didn't even think that that's what I was going to say. I already had thought, I'm going to talk about this other story. Not at all. The moment that I was actively listening and really thinking of the connection, immediately a story comes to mind. And that was something that it really shocked me. And, you know, I was talking about it where I, and, and I was sharing the story with my husband. I said, you know, I have to share something with you. And as I shared with him, I said, you know, all this uh, talk um, the racism and, and the challenges that people are facing in their own countries with the pandemic. I said, it really, some other stuff have come up. And I said, and it goes back to wanting to feel heard. And when you're not the frustration that comes with that, and then the actions that you take after. So number one, I said, you know, when I can even take it back to high school. And I said, you know, I grew up in a very white community. The Mexicans were a minority. I grew up in Idaho. It's a very country, in a very country area, very agricultural area. And a lot of the Mexicans that were there are there uh, due to some sort of field work and agricultural, the potatoes, um, you know, the warehouses and all that. And one thing that I can say is when I think back, um, and, you know, I wanted to be the overachiever. I wanted to be in the, all the honor classes. And, and just this week, I thought, why did I do that? Why is it that I felt like I needed to do that? Because I didn't necessarily 
want to because I thought it was fun. I wanted to do it for something deeper. And as I was journaling, it came up with, oh my gosh, it has to do because I wanted to feel seen and I wanted to feel heard because in those classes, I knew that it was the top students. And so if I could get an opinion out or an idea out with them listening, I knew that there was going to be something. But even then, I knew I didn't have power in my voice back then. Uh, I didn't know what that meant. And so all the decisions that I made were because I needed to be seen and heard, like validated. And so you realize like, oh my gosh, the decision, the action that I took was, okay, then I have to be the top student. I have to be the top student. And that was like the thing that kept playing in my head. And, and as I was telling you know, my husband and telling him a lot of the things that when you start thinking about why you do what you do, is it, and and a lot of it is, am I being heard? Am I being seen? And one thing is even at home. So even with him and and I obviously, uh, we're both very, very aware individuals. And I shared with him a very deep story, uh, something that was really painful And all I heard him say was, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And it really impacted me because my immediate reaction is I'm not being heard. Either he's distracted um, and I'm not being heard. And the action that I took after was anger and frustration Uh, that, and, and it was like, oh, you know, never mind. I don't, you know what? Never mind. I'm going to just forget it. I'm never going to tell you anything else. So my action that I took after was not because I genuinely wanted to not ever share a story with him. It's because I didn't feel heard. So I did bring it up and it's these types of conversations that you want to have. Like, Hey, I'm sharing something with you. That's very deep. It's very difficult for me to share these stories. And I just need to know, like, are you here? Are you present? Or what's going on in your head? And once I had the conversation with him and he said, you know, the thing is that it is so above and beyond me that I am thinking, what can I say that'll help or that'll bring value into what you are saying And he said, I I don't like I'm speechless. I genuinely have nothing to say because I've never been in that situation. And I'm trying to think, will it do it any justice if I ask or if I say anything? So when it comes to listening in listening to understand, it comes to this is where you have to speak up. This is where you have to say, this is why I asked him the question, hey, that I'm like, I'm not being heard what's going on. And then, so I'm asking questions. So why is this not happening then? And so when it, when you really think about the entire situation, it is about asking the question because then you get answers. So once I heard his response, which was, I didn't even feel like there was anything I could say to bring a value. I said, well, then that's what you say. That's what you say. Because when you leave somebody with a, "Uh uh-huh, it's, it's not, it doesn't feel nice. And so it really just made me think about myself. 
in situations where I catch myself um, when somebody's talking about a situation and let like I've never been, you know, for example, when there's been situations where uh, let's say I've been in a conversation, especially here in Dubai, where there's so many backgrounds and somebody is talking about their country and in my country there's war. So I can't even go back. And, you know, they're going so deep. And a lot of the times there's no response, like people are not saying anything. And now I realize, oh my gosh, a lot. What if during those moments, it's because people are so over, it's the overwhelm of a situation that they can't even connect with the situation. And so the next thing I thought, so what can I do moving forward to help people around me feel heard and feel seen? Like, I see you, I see your pain and it's asking questions. So now as you know, when that became so aware in the following meetings that, that I've had, um, and people brought up some, you know, very difficult conversations that are going on in their families right now, instead of silence, it was more of, I started asking them questions for them to feel heard and seen and understood. So, um, even asking, so have you thought about what other ways you can handle the situation? Have you spoken to them? Have you, you know, like asking them to just bring about a possibility of, um, a solution. So when you really think about, even with partners, um, when they're sharing a story, um, and it's above and beyond you, it's asking that question. And all of that comes with, I think, active listening. And I don't think, I definitely feel active listening is a part, it's a style of communication because it, it is nonverbal, but you're actively listening to somebody to understand them because then it's going to be your part after is the response. And so when you really think about what all of that creates, active listening truly brings about connection. And, and that's something where it takes two people to be vulnerable because if you know you've been in a situation like that, obviously it's not about you, the story is about them, but you do have to get to a point where you want to connect with them, understand them, and truly be present to g gather the information and the thoughts for yourself. And it's, it's great when you do it because you do learn a lot of stuff about yourself as well. And, and this really, really taught me, I've been in many masterminds and you know, when people are talking and sometimes you start writing, you start writing notes or you have to check your emails and that's when you start really looking, am I making that person feel seen and heard? And you know, when we were meeting in person, you do feel, you feel it when you're in a room and you're talking or you're giving your advice or you're giving your input and there's people looking away, looking on their phones, um, or you know they're thinking about somebody, something else. And it's, that's when you realize, and it just kind of all put together all of the injustice that's happening, not just in America, but, you know, years and years and years of not feeling heard or not feeling seen is going to cause people to react to something until you see them and you hear them. And, and that's something that really made me think about 
even children. Because when you as a parent, and I've seen it many, many times, um, I observe it when I'm in restaurants and I see children trying to connect with their parent and the parent is on the phone or they're arguing or they're doing something else and they dismiss the child. And so what happens? The child starts either dropping the food or throwing something or creating some kind of um, tantrum to cause that attention like, hey, I need you to see me. I need you to hear me. And so if children are doing it and as adults, we are basically doing the exact same thing, then what can we do in our own homes, in our own families to start working towards building that connection so that your family members feel seen, so that your family members feel heard. And this is even with partners. Um, you know, when you, I, when I see it in, in, you know, for work, when people are having the Zoom meetings and you realize there's a few that want to speak up and, and they say a comment or two and then they're just, it's this overpower of another voice that comes and then it it's almost like people go year after year um, with this happening to them all the time where then they, then what happens after? So three things happen after. Either people start speaking fast so that way you can get, you almost feel like, you know what, if I speak fast, I'll just get all my information in there and that way nobody interrupts me and I can just kind of just throw it out there and get it out there. Um, the second one, people start speaking loud um, in situations when they're not necessarily feeling heard or seen or they don't speak at all. And this is where I was looking at where, in what situation do I do either one, two, or three. And, you know, when it comes to, for example, an argument and somebody felt a certain way that that was not my intention, if if when I say, hey, that wasn't my intention, if they're not taking it and they're not listening actively, what happens? Two people want to just, they get louder and louder. Um, like in an argument where you want to prove your point so that your point is heard and understood, but are you listening to their point to try to understand and hear it? And that is the million dollar question. When it comes to situations uh, at work, uh, at home, in any given place where it comes to two people or more talking and people sharing their thoughts, are you the person that is helping by making them feel heard and understood or are you the person that is creating that sense of uh, change in their behavior because they either want to speak fast and quick to get it all in there they want to speak loudly or they're not speaking at all anymore and a lot of the times we hear that when it comes in at work when um, you know when somebody goes into the supervisor to talk to them about something and they're not listening. They don't listen or they jump in and interrupt. And then guess what? The the employee, the staff member will say, you know what? Never mind. They're not going to listen anyway. So you miss out on having that connection with, with someone 
when you know that you're not in a headspace. So what happens then? What happens if you're not even in that kind of headspace to be dealing with, you know, you have your own issues going on and you're not, you're not going to necessarily be actively listening to them. What can you do? And this is not, this is at work. This is at home. This is with your kids. This is on any given situation with friends. Um, You have to be able to let somebody know, I am not in a headspace right now to be able to take this on. Can we have this conversation at another time and give them a date next week, tomorrow, whatever that is, because that way they know, okay, at least they told me, you know what, I'm not even in the right headspace to have this conversation right now. I do think this is important. So when can we have it? And this is a big one Um, at work. A lot of supervisors um, that are really busy, everyone's busy, um, but at the same time, you have to create that connection with people. They need to feel supported. They need to feel heard. So you, a lot of the times, a lot of managers, you can have a million different degrees and, and you went to this training and that training, but one of the core things is, are you somebody that helps people feel heard and, and seen and understood? And in relationships, it is a massive, massive, massive one. And I can even say to this day, I'm still learning and I still catch myself doing it. Now, I don't do it as much as I did before. I will say that. So uh, high five to me because that is an improvement. Um, but no, seriously speaking, it is being able to speak up and say, hey, I just don't feel like my opinion has any validation here. So which makes me not want to speak. Uh, But, you know, it's something that uh, for in relationships, it is really important because if you cannot do that for the other person, then you're starting to break the connection with each other. So, for example, um, you know, when you have stay-at-home moms and then you have the husband who works and he's validated because he's stressed, he comes home and he's frustrated and he has a million and a half things going on. And then the other, you know, the the mom who has been struggling all day or, you know, doing so much with the children and here and there and everything. And she just wants to catch a break and she wants to say something. It's like, oh, well, you don't know how I feel. I've been to work all day. And it's that's when you start real noticing and realizing that no one's hearing each other and no one's hearing each other. Like, I don't see you and I don't hear you right now because all I'm worried about is myself. And that you have to call it out with your couples, with your friends at work, where you have to let somebody know, hey, when I'm in a discussion with you, it makes me feel like you don't hear me and you don't see me. And that way you can have a conscious conversation about this because it it does impact any relationship that you have. It impacts it very, very much. And so to come with all of this, come together as far as at work, with your friendships um, and with everything else, always ask questions always ask the questions even for yourself because if you're one that kind of gets easily distracted ask the questions 
so that you know exactly what you're hearing. Because somebody could be sharing something with you and then your perspective is something totally different. And for somebody to feel heard, you in return say, okay, so what you just said was this and this is going on and this is what you need help with. Is that right? Then when they say yes, perfect, you got the information, You now you can go into in, you know solution mode and see what we're going to do from here on out and what action needs to be taken. But you never want somebody to walk away from a conversation with you where they feel unheard and unseen. And I, you know what, let me tell you this and I will end with this last story. Um, there's been a few times where I've had conversations with people and these are high level people where when they ask, how are you doing? And you say, oh, well, you know, this is going on. You immediately see them going into their phones or they interrupt you and they say, okay, so anyway, to back to the meeting. Um, so this is what I need. And you feel it. So if there are any people in high level positions or not, you have to make them aware. There, you, you cannot just stay quiet to say, oh, well, you see how they are. They might not even know they're doing it, but I will say people feel it. They know there's no point in telling this person anything because they're not going to get it. So I would suggest for a lot of the supervisors and managers out there, uh, people in relationships, when it comes to your partners, when it comes to people you love around you, when it comes to your team, ask yourself that question. When people are having conversations with me, do they feel heard? Do they feel seen? If the answer is no, then you start working on that to ask questions and create a connection with them. If the answer is yes, they do, you're good to go and maybe you just work on it a little bit more um, to uh, establish the connection and make it stronger. But I hope this helped some of you um, in, in any case, even myself catching myself in a few situations where if somebody's talking to me and I feel, oh, I already know what they're going to say. It's going to be about X, Y, Z. And I end up jumping on my phone or I do something else. I miss out on an opportunity to connect with them and to learn about them. So it is something that is vital. It is important. You don't want people taking action based on them not feeling heard and not feeling seen. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you have any questions, you all know, connect with me on social media. Let me know what other topics you guys are interested in having. And very shortly, I will be having a uh, a guest on the show, which I'm super excited about. And we're going to dive into relationships for a little bit. Uh, But if not, then I will see you in the next episode. Have a good one, guys. Bye.